Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas Lewis, where there is love inside, bringing you the hottest gospel and Christian music, interviews that are all the way live, and the latest Christian and gospel news. So don't touch that dial. tonight and I thought who more appropriate than ZZ's own independent artist Mr. Stephen Hurd with great praise because it's going to be a great show. Excellent show. I am so ready. Me too. Me too. We're going to be talking about gospel music and the civil rights movement, the role that gospel music played in the civil rights movement. Of course, our authority on the subject is none other than the black gospel historian. Excuse me, gospel music historian, uh, Bob Maravich. He's also going to be talking about a new book, new book, new book. He's got a new book coming out, Logic. Oh, that's hot. I I don't do too much reading. Is it going to be in Walmart? (laughs) We'll have to ask him when we bring him out of the virtual green room. But um, I know that he has taught at different universities. Um, He has the Black Gospel blog. You guys check that out online as well. He just has a wealth of information, and I think it's very apropos that he write a book um, because there's so much great research and knowledge that he has about gospel music. I think it would be perfect for a book. That way we don't have to keep bugging him and bring him on the show three or four times right. a year. Well, he, you know he wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> like that plan, you know. He'd be like, no, well, you know, you I don't know. He's going to come he, back, you know. I don't think he minds coming back. Right, that's what I'm saying, you know. So, you know, regardless of book or not, he's going to still want us. To invite him back, you got oh, to promote absolutely. the book. You know, yeah, you do got to promote the book. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you guys know tomorrow's the first day of Black History Month, and of course, on a music box all year long is uh, Black History Month. It's White History Month. It's Latino Month. We don't care. We, we don't put anything in on a month. Uh, but Black History Month does begin officially tomorrow. So um, I thought it was pretty cool that Bob would be our guest on today. The last day of January. Happy birthday to all the January babies, by the way, including my son, Dylan Sampson, on the 7th, and my mother-in-law. She was on the 5th. You know anybody who had January birthday? No, my but I gave my wife on the a card. I gave my wife a card today, Valentine's oh, Day she card. Oh, she had a birthday today? No, I gave her a Valentine's Day card early. So I have a card for every points. week. Yeah, we, you yeah. know, this, this holiday season is not mm-hmm. about us. It's definitely a woman's holiday. So <laughs> to all the fellas out there that didn't realize that Valentine's Day is not about you, um, yeah. it is. It's right up there with the wedding. The wedding has nothing to do with you, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. This is true. It has nothing to do with you. It's that everything is true. to do with the and woman. You're right. See, all men, all men, calling all men, uh, Logic the teacher just made the declaration. He made a plane for y'all. Right. That's right. right. So. No more excuses, and maybe they should actually follow your lead. Um, actually, tomorrow is a great day to start. They can have 13 days of Valentine's Day until the 14th. Their wives will be so happy. I know it. 
Right. See, straight no tra- chaser. Steve Harvey stole that from me. So. Um, oh, he did. Shout out to Steve Harvey for stealing that. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave him some Big Harvey. Blue, and um, he said, oh, you know what? Well. I'm going to write a book. And he said, straight no chaser. <laughs> but he was referring to the Big Blue that he was drinking because it was awesome. I see. Okay. Right, right. That's what happened. I just want to say thank you to Snellville, Georgia, for hanging out with your girl, Tanya Dallas-Willis, on tonight. Again, gospel music and the civil rights movement. Most of you all know that the African-American civil rights movement uh, occurred from about 1955 to 1968. Of course, it refers to the social movements in the U.S., where we were aimed, we were determined to outlaw racial discrimination against black Americans and restoring voting rights and all these other things. Uh, This wasn't just a black people movement. This was a people movement. There were plenty of white brothers and sisters by our side. And so, of course, this is a music box. It's a music show. So we're definitely going to be talking about the role gospel music played. I need you guys to do me a favor while we go into the break and pay some bills real quick before we bring Bob Maravich out of the virtual green room. Of course. I want to thank all of you who are going to be listening uh, to this broadcast via calling in on your cell phone. Those of you in the chat room, shout out to Sarah Hearn, Gospel Examiner. She is amazing. She's a woman after my own Sarah. heart. Loves Wegmans. Shout out to Wegmans. You know what? <laughs> um, all we, of those who will be listening via, via Facebook, Twitter, um, again, iTunes. Uh, where else are we? Are? We're on GMAP Broadcast Network starting every Friday. So if you missed tonight's show, no worries. Just tune in tomorrow on, Friday. on GMAP Broadcast Network at 3 p.m. As well as the PG Network. We're all over the place. Still working on other radio stations. God is good. But anyway, tweet your friends, Facebook them, knock on Shout your door. I don't care what you all yep. need to do. You need to let them know that Tanya Dallas-Lewis and Logic the Teacher are on the air right now. We've got a great show. So to all my history buffs out there, y'all better do the darn thing. Tell everybody this. <laughs> You can call in 646-652-2106 if you want to talk to Bob or shout him out or, you know, quiz him. Right. Yeah, make sure that our right. guests know what you're talking about. Get your about. black on today. We're, getting, we're starting yeah. the black on today. You get your black on today. <laughs> and and although Bob is white, he's definitely a soul brother. He is. What? He's white? He's white. He's white? Yeah. Yeah. He's Isn't that white. awesome? He is not white. <laughs> Not at all. He's the blackest man I know. Quit playing. Okay, well, we'll, we'll let him tell us what he is. Uh, red and yellow, black or white, they're all, we're all precious in God's sight, and I'm just excited about all the, the knowledge he has about gospel music. So I'm going to quit running my mouth, and we're going to pay some bills. And don't worry, you guys, it's the music box right here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as GMAP Broadcast Network on Fridays and uh, the PG Network on Thursdays. And if I keep announcing all these things, y'all will be like, what? I just want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by the ITG Agency and God's Gifts Graphics, and it's time for a commercial. Y'all ready? We're ready. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Okay, I thought we were gone. The studio Commercial is break. Please buy Big yeah, Blue. This, Big Blue. This first commercial is one minute, 13 seconds. Okay, here we go. So glad to know you this way. Introducing anointed psalmist, worship leader, and songwriter, Javon Inman. Javon Inman knows worship, having pinned well over 200 songs for artists, churches, choirs, and himself. Javon Inman has the heart of a worshiper and invites you to join him in the secret place, the safest place in the whole wide world. With music from his hit new CD, Heart of a Worshipper. With songs like his current single, Redeemer. You wanted me, even though you knew all that I would do. Pick up a copy of Javon Inman, Heart of a Worshipper, today. Available at all digital download stations or at JavonInman.com. Music industry critics and fans alike agree on one thing. Javon Inman is not just gifted, he is anointed, and you can feel it in his music. Redeemer, I will praise you. Hey, everyone. 
everybody. It's your girl, Tanya Dallas Lewis, right here on the Music Box. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Tanya D. Lewis. That's the at sign, T is in Tom, A, N is in Nancy, Y, A, D is in dog, L, E is in everything, W, I, S is in Sam. That's right, at Tanya D. Lewis on Twitter. Love y'all. Now back to more on the Music Box. That's right. Welcome back to the Music Box with your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, National Gospel Recording Artist. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on tonight. We have a great show lined up for you. We've got uh, Bob Maravich. He is the gospel music historian. He's in the virtual green room. We're about to bring him out. Why do I hear bring music? Bring him out. Bring him out. Bring him out. Oh, that's me. That's me playing music in the studio. I'm like, where is that coming from? You know, what it's, is going on? Oh, what's going on over What's going on in the studio? What's what's up? I had a bad day. Actually, I didn't have a bad day. I had a long day today. And you know what? I just want to say before we bring Bob in here, I totally understand why animals eat their young now. I oh, just, my goodness. As, yeah. Email, well, I work with kids alert, all day, as alert. you know, third graders. And then I have to come home to my own. and. Email alert. I don't know what to say. You're about to get some email. I don't know what to say. You're getting I don't. Email. I better not get no email because I'll tell them they can come and get my child and Take him in with them. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Bob Maravich. He is in the virtual ring room. Before we bring him out, what did we feed him? I just want to know so I can ask him how it was. Did you well, because, Did you get with Laquita? Well, because he's the blackest man ever. Laquita was like, this guy is just the blackest man ever. So we have to get him all of the um, st- stereotypical um, uh-huh. wonderful foods that black people like. Oh. And so okay. we, got, we got a little um, ham and we got... Um, it's just a small one, just a small one. We want to die. We want, okay. you know, hypertension. We got fried okay. chicken, fried okay. chicken with the ham. See how you know you already got diabetes already. Think about it, right? Okay. And then and then you got the Kool Aid where you poured the sugar in first and then put the water. Okay, so you got the the okay. Kool Aid, the blue one, the blue one okay. of course. Okay. And then and then you got you got fruit for the fruit. You got the watermelon. Okay, seedless. See this because we got the little small personal one for him. Okay, Laquita did a oh, great okay. job. Now on the side we got that mac and cheese. Got had that mac and cheese, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we got them collards for vegetables. Collards, like collards, the real collards that you got really okay. clean for an hour, okay. and then you got to let okay. it set. Yeah, we got okay. that with the hot sauce on top. Oh. <laughs> so we we hooked them up. We hooked. This is for the blackest right. man ever. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Let's go ahead and grab him out of the virtual green room. Hopefully, um, I know we didn't scare him away because he went to Stellar Award weekend uh, two weeks ago, and he was surrounded by lots of black people. And you know what? He he just blended right on in. Bob Maravich, welcome to the Music Box. How are you, sir? Good, Tanya. How are you? Bob, what's going on? You weren't throwing popcorn with with, uh, Tanya, were you? I heard she was acting real ratchet. No, I, I, my, my tradition at Stellar Awards is Starburst. I bring a whole thing of Starburst in there, but this time I couldn't get through the whole thing because the show was over in two hours. See, you, see, you're gonna get emails too. You're gonna get emails too. You don't waste Starburst. You're gonna get phone calls. <laughs> right. Right. Well, well, Bob, it's great. It's great to have you on the music box. Thank you so much for uh, coming on in on tonight and with a, uh, two topics. One that's very so timely. Very so timely. I don't yeah. know. You're you're on the ball today. You are. You're yeah. on it. I love it. Well, that, you're, <laughs> your show is ahead of its time because you're celebrating Black History Month, and it's still January. So I think that's there you right. Go. That's right. <laughs> so and we so make even up if words I can't right. get the words right. <laughs> right. We make up words and everything, man. We're making history. Well, the Music Box listeners, I just want to welcome to you, uh, uh, or welcome you to Bob Maravich. Most of you know who he is. Just in case you don't, I'll just tell you a little bit about him before we get started. He is a gospel announcer. He is a music historian and reviewer. He actually hosts his own radio program on Chicago's WLUW. I believe he's still doing that on 88.7 FM. And it's, uh, man, I think it's been more than 10 years now, Gospel Memories, which airs on Sunday mornings. Is that still right? It's right. It's been on since 2001. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We're catching up. He also writes about gospel music, classic and current for the Black Gospel Blog. You guys can check him out, of course, at theblackgospelblog.com. And he's contributed entries to the Encyclopedia of American Gospel Music. You know, he's um, been uh, included in recently published encyclopedias like the African American Music um, Encyclopedia, 
he's just doing a lot of things. Vibe magazine, you know, he's just, you know, he's just doing it all. So we're really excited about him being a part of, of today's show, and we're going to be talking about not only his book, but also about the role of gospel music uh, in the civil rights movement. Now, Bob, I have to ask you first and foremost, you know, do people look at you crazy? I asked you this last show, but I just want to know. Do people look at you crazy when they find out that you're a white guy, but you're an expert, expert on gospel music? They, well, the, the, the question always is, so how did you get involved in gospel music? And, and I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, because I'm not, yeah, I, you would not look at me and decide that person must know a lot about gospel music. But, you know, what Absolutely. it is is I, I have always you know, when I was five years old, um, when my friends were buying Beatles records, I was into Booker T and the MGs, and I, I don't know. Booker T. Yeah, and so it was like I was always interested in the music of African American. You know, so I just, you know, gospel was sort of a natural uh, re- resolution of of being interested in their R and B and blues and doo wop and all kinds of styles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, today's show is about a new book you're writing, as well as gospel music and the civil rights movement. Let's first talk about the book. Congratulations, by the way. Tell us about the book and um, what what it's about. What can we expect? Well, it's uh, it's right now under contract to the University of Illinois Press. Um, it's it's uh, the, the working title is Shout Troubles Over the the Birth of Gospel Music in Chicago. Um, oh yeah. What, okay. what I'm doing is I'm trying to take. Uh, Essentially, the years from 1926 to 1972, and really talk about how a gospel music uh, developed in Chicago and then from Chicago out throughout the country and then the world. You know, we talk about things that happened before then and afterwards as well, but um, I'm really trying to focus in on those key critical years uh, where gospel music really got its foothold in Chicago mm-hmm. and, uh, and then on uh, throughout the country. So it's okay. uh, it's it's the first, I decided to do it because the, there really was never a book just about Chicago gospel. There there were books that mentioned Chicago gospel, and many many gospel history books obviously talk about Chicago gospel, but never a book length discussion of Chicago's role. And so I thought it was you know we have books on Chicago jazz, Chicago blues, Chicago soul. We really didn't have a book on gospel, so I thought it was time to do one. Oh, I agree. I, I know it's time to do one. Uh, like I said on the link, and those of you just tuning in, you, you, it's a great show. Bob Maravich, he is a uh, music historian. He is a radio announcer. He's a writer. He's also, you can find a whole lot about him, especially you artists out there listening in, on the blackgospelblog.com. Look that up. But uh, he's here to talk to us about his new book as well as just in time for Black History, Gospel Music, and the Civil Rights Movement. Man, Gospel Music. Gospel music. There's no music like it in the world. Bob, I know you would agree because you are a gospel music lover, um, and you're one of the leading authorities on a music that heals, that restores, and changes lives. Talk about the role that gospel music uh, played in the civil rights movement. Well, and you mentioned you know, the, the music that, that heals. I mean, I, I think that the great thing is that the gospel music and spiritual and jubilee music is essentially music about freedom, and I think it was mm. perfect for the civil rights movement. Now there was uh, the freedom songs that many uh, individuals used uh, in in sit-ins and in marches, and then when imprisoned for you know marching and that sort of thing, a lot of people turned to the the original spirituals and changed the words so that they were you know more meaningful to the present. So there's that whole aspect of spirituals that worked in as freedom songs and then of course we have to mention reverend charles tinley's i will overcome someday which then became we shall overcome uh that was obviously the probably you might say that was the first gospel song to become a a part of the civil rights movement um but you know when you think about gospel music and the civil rights movement you talk about the music and then you also talk about some of the people that some of the mm. gospel artists who were active in the movement directly um, and, uh, you know, I always love what Mahalia Jackson said once. She said, there are those who sing and say and then those who do. <laughs> and, uh, and and she was due. Lord help us. Mahalia Jackson would just had so much spit and vinegar to get people to do what she needed to do to really help Dr. King and his movement. Um, and, uh, and she, I would say, as far as, as gospel is concerned, was probably one of the most active participants in the civil rights movement. Um, now, was, now, now, Bob, Sorry, do, you go think ahead. That, do you think that she lip-sung? 
Um, no, 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 not she did. Right. No, she never you know, did. No, right at the yeah, right at the um, Martin Luther King speech. You know, they told her that she said, "Hit my track," and then uh, she sang. <laughs> right. She sang her song. Uh, you don't think that's what happened? You don't. Not with Mahalia, no. In fact, uh, oh, okay. if anyone know. had suggested that she lip synced, she would have probably laid them straight out because I she, know that's right. She, you know, she was like, no, she wanted it to go the way it was supposed to, but. And she did sing for inauguration. Uh, she sang, I think, for she the did. Kennedy inauguration. Yeah, so, I think so. so. I think so. Did so. she lip? I, did she lip sing for the inauguration? Because you know that was very you know important. She ain't one crack, and it was probably cold outside too. Because I think oh, they had Lord. inauguration at the same time. Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce. <coughs> so I, I didn't know if if she still had a lip sync track. No, she didn't. She didn't did either. In, in fact, let me, tell you the, let me tell you the story about that. Um, you know, she sang in 1963, because it's apropos to our, our discussion. She it sang is. Just, just before Dr. King gave his speech, I Have a Dream, at the March on Washington, um, Mahalia Jackson sang, uh, she was supposed to sing Precious Lord, and he asked her at the last second, would you sing I've Been Buked and I've Been Scorned? And hmm. she sang that song, and right when she was singing that song, an airplane was above. Hmm. And uh, Studs Terkel, who was a... Uh, was a uh, journalist here in Chicago said she you could tell she was annoyed by that airplane being in the air so she out tried to out sing that airplane and he said by George Mahalia Jackson out sung the airplane no lip <laughs> no microphone she sang the airplane out uh, so she yeah she was she was in full voice so I'll wow. take that note been, take that uh, to note. Yeah, if you're just note. tuning in, you're listening to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis. We've got a great show on tonight. Uh, gospel music historian Bob Maravich is here. He's working on his new book. It's about to be released, Shout Troubles Over. And this is a book that chronicles the first 50 years of gospel music in Chicago. We're really excited about him tonight because, of course, we're talking about gospel music and the role that it played uh, in the civil rights movements. And just, you know, as we talked about, uh, Logic brought up lip-syncing. With Beyonce, I, I do want to uh, defend my sister as a fellow artist <laughs> that even if she was lip syncing, which she was, she was lip syncing to herself. Okay, so and then here's the other thing: we all know that Beyonce has um, performed flawlessly live time and time again. She's proven, you know what I'm saying? So you know, for her to have concerns and just decide that she's going to lip sync the national anthem, that's up to her. Um, you know, I have different preferences, but I will say, Bob, and I know you know this is true, gospel fans are some of the toughest fans in the world. Gospel mm. singers are also some of the best singers in the world. So I would think uh, if anybody would lip sync more often, it would probably be gospel <laughs> because we've got some tough critics out there. But uh, I'm not against lip syncing. I've never done it myself, but I, I think maybe I should look into it. Good grief. What do you think, you Bob? T- Tanya, don't you, don't you, don't, <laughs> don't, don't play with me. Well, you know, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about the shows. I mean, if you think about, um, you know, American Bandstand, and they did lip syncing there uh, because yeah. they wanted people to sound exactly like the music. But then you music, think about yep. the big sh- yeah, and then you have shows like TV Gospel Time and Jubilee Showcase where there never was any lip-syncing. And I often thought it was simply because usually two two gospel performances aren't the same. And so to make an artist nope. to try to do the same thing, it would be very, very – it would be unnatural. Right. Yeah, it would. And then here's the other thing, and you've seen tons of performances. You've written about them, Bob. Again, you write about gospel music, classic and current, uh, especially for the Black Gospel blog. We, uh, black folk, black folk, such a neighbor and say black folk, okay, (laughs) we (laughs) have to uh, deal with and combat uh, less than professional uh, uh, sound systems and mics and, uh, you know, monitors and amplifiers. And so as new artists, uh, shout out to all my uh, upcoming, up and coming artists out there, Bob, we really do want to put our best foot forward. And one bad performance uh, can sometimes steal the deal for us. So I'm not endorsing lip syncing by any means. Uh, and we will get back on the topic of gospel music and the role that it plays uh, oh, we'll played right in the there. civil we'll rights movement. But there's, there's a lot of pressure in the music industry. I'm not quite sure why Beyonce felt uh, that pressure, but I guess that just uh, attests to her humanness and her desire for um, perfection. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you're Great right. Job. I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, you have to, with if every eyes and with every ability, every Facebook, you know, Twitter following you, any one mistake and it could become a, a major uh, issue for the entire world. So yeah, it's a lot of pressure on artists. I think.
think it is, but then at the same time, Bob, and I don't know how you feel about this, I think if our culture is so wrapped up and addicted to perfection that we miss the beauty in flaws, um, I think the reality of, of beauty comes with flaws. And so I, I, I really had, um, I, I think I had just a little bit, I don't want to say respect, but I just had a little bit more, I gave Kelly Clarkson more props for singing it live. Because and she there's something sang. about she singing from good. your heart and being transparent. And even those little moments where it might have been too low or there might have been a crack, at least it was genuine and it wasn't um, a play on perfection. We try to be so perfect in our culture, and I think we miss um, the authenticity of an art form uh, that's supposed to be coming from your soul. Did I say? Did, did that sound like something you might write on the Black Gospel Vod? Exactly. I mean, you're basically describe, you're describing gospel music right there. It is, is an authentic music. It, it's written down, but it, that's not the way you're supposed to. You're performing it from your heart and soul. There you and go. So, Every performance should be different, how you feel it. Exactly. Right. I and agree. Who's, and who's to say what's perfection? You know, I, I think if That's you really, true. you know, I, I've seen, and I know you all have too, performances where maybe it wasn't a perfect performance, but it really moved you, and that's all it matters. It did. Amen. And is that not what black? Uh, is, that, is that not what gospel music is supposed to do? It's supposed to change. It's supposed to restore you. Um, actually, that is what gospel music does. It brings us back into fellowship with God. It gives us, you know, brings us back into that connection uh, with the Creator. Now, I can see why gospel music would be um, so, you know, play such a major role in the civil rights because Bob, you mentioned earlier that gospel music is about freedom, and you talked about we shall overcome. I mean, that is like the anthem. I mean, anybody who sings that song uh, automatically thinks about the civil uh, rights movement. How else did gospel music play a role in the civil rights movement? Well, it's a very interesting uh, thing, that, and I don't know if you've heard this, the term gospel pop uh, that came out in the late 60s, but Spell it was that? What? it's G-O-S-P-O-P, and, and it was okay. uh, much maligned at the time because they thought, well, it's a watering down of gospel, but but in fact, uh, in the late 60s, what you found is as the movement, particularly after Dr. King passed, uh, there was, um, uh, you, know, a, you know, a black consciousness, a black pride movement, and you started to hear that reflected in, in, in secular music, but also in gospel, where the music was changed in some respects to the man's relationship to God, to man's relationship to his brother or sister. And, and in certain one side, you could say, well, that was sort of changing gospel's original plan, but in other respects, you had artists who were really trying to sing songs about, uh, about self, uh, self-confidence, self-importance, uh, about ways to, uh, to really sh- come together as black men and women and, and shine out in the spotlight uh, and, not, and not be held back. And so gospel played a role in that. Ralph Bass at Checker Records in Chicago had a number of meditation singers of Detroit did songs like I'm Willing to Fight. Um, there was a lady named Lucy Rogers here in Chicago that did a song, I'm Fighting for My Rights. Um, the Salem Travelers was a quartet here in Chicago as well who did songs like Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. These were all songs that were very much about uh, demanding one's rights and saying we're not going to lay around and let things happen anymore. We're going to take what, what's, what's deserving for us. And these songs reflected that. And these were songs that were coming out of the gospel, uh, kind of the gospel genre. And that's uh, man, that's that's so educational. I I love this stuff. I love. I'm a history buff, and I know even back in slave times, um, black people, which is very musical anyway, but even our songs that we sang while we were picking cotton or or doing whatever it was we were doing, we had slave freedom songs, if you would, like swing low, swing chariot, coming for the. You know, we were giving cues that somebody was you know about to go on the underground railroad or whatever. We just are such passionate people, and gospel music is so passionate. And, uh, man, it, it's, no I, I love the way you talk about how knows. it's being freedom, and we're dealing with a God that's fair, even though man is not fair. And so I totally see the relationship with uh, blacks, uh, gospel music, and the civil rights movement. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Music Box with your girl. Make sure you keep it locked right here. We're talking about gospel music and the role it played. In the civil rights movement, most of you all know that uh, happened between 1955 and 1968 uh, when people decided, especially black folk, that enough is enough. 
And that we Sick it is. we I'm were working and fighting and doing whatever we could to make sure that we outlawed racial discrimination against black Americans, uh, restoring our voting rights, you name it. We desegregation, blah, blah, blah. We were doing it. Uh, and music played such a big role in that. And, you know, not just gospel music, music in general, but really uh, the roots from the gospel music are just... Anyway, our special authority on the subject is not me. It is gospel well, music historian Bob Maravich, who is on the line with us live. If you have a question for him, feel free to uh, call in at 646-652-2106 and ask your question. Again, the topic is gospel music uh, in the civil rights movement, and he's also... Uh, his book is about to come out, you guys. I'm so happy for him, and he's going to send me an autographed copy. It's called... Yeah, right. <laughs> Shout Troubles Over, a book that chronicles the first 50 years of gospel music in Chicago. I'm so happy for him. Uh, Lighty, did you have a question for him in regards to gospel music and the civil rights era? I, I'm going to say, are you are you going to the commercial? I wasn't going to. Um, I wasn't going to stop you. You did a wonderful synopsis of everything he was saying. So I was yeah, going to ask my question later. You did a great job. It's awesome. You're so excited <laughs> when Bob is on. Well, I, 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 well, since you don't have a question for him, I want to talk about uh, gospel music. You talked about gospel pop um, and the fear that gospel music was kind of being watered down. As a music historian, um, do, what do you think Mahalia Jackson would feel about gospel music today, in your opinion, Bob? You know, I, I actually think she would probably feel a little bit like uh, uh, Thomas Dorsey would have, I think. Uh, okay. I, they were um, very specifically directed on making sure that artists were were well trained. Were uh, they would say, "Stop yelling at God." You know, I think oh. they would have a hard time with with uh, the real uh, sonorous singing uh, that uh, it, where the musicians out out uh, play the, the singers, and you can hardly hear the singers because the musicians are playing uh-huh. too loud, and that artists are just singing. Uh-huh where they're singing for volume but not for quality. And uh, uh, Lita McClinn, who was a, ne- a niece of Thomas Dorsey, who was a music, she was a music teacher here in Chicago, said that's exactly what he'd say, stop yelling at God. Do, it's, it's be skillful um, uh, to, to, to learn your craft, to, uh, to develop your voice, and to articulate the words and the feelings. And I think, I, and I can't speak for Mahalia, but I, I suspect that would be, I mean, I, uh, Charles Clancy, who was her, her accompanist, told me that she was very much uh, enamored of good quality singing. She, she liked all kinds of styles of music, and she wanted to make sure that the words could be heard, that there was the appropriate um, balance between the music and the singing. She wasn't great for keeping, she was, sometimes she would get off on the rhythm, but she was very much one to... Uh, make sure that the message got out. And I think that's what she would say is make sure the message gets out. And if we can't hear you or if we can't understand you or if the musicians are too loud, your message is not getting out. So you got to mm. fix that. I love that you said that, and it's so true. And um, I'm glad you said that because as, as a gospel singer myself, an inspirational singer, I often struggle with where I fit in gospel dumb, if you would, uh, because I, I can yell with the best of them, but I just prefer not to do that. Um, and I, I, I think I would probably side uh, with Mahalia. I think skilled singing um, is, is where we should be. And why should we yell at God? One of my TDL Engine members, Susan Rand, is in the chat room, and she was reading uh, Cece Winan's book, known affectionately as Aunt Cece in the gospel music industry. And she was sharing with me, and I didn't read it, but she was sharing with me that Cece doesn't do all that yelling on purpose. Um, Bob, I don't know what your opinion of this is, but even during Stellar Weekend and going to the showcases, sometimes it seemed like a competition of who could do the most runs, uh, who could yell the loudest. There you go. It's it's almost like um, black people, that's what we respond to. We've kind of gotten off the mark a little bit. I wonder what your thoughts and opinions are on that before we go to break. Sure. You know, I actually think that very skillful – Shouting is, and, and I mean, there's so many artists that you can you can look at, past and present, who do it well. I think, uh, but you're right. I think it's it's when it comes from the heart and soul versus competition. When it's a competition, then it does get to be about how much more passionate can I be than the next person. However, if, if you know, 
there's just so many artists, and, and um, you know, I'm going to call out Tamala Mann just to say that yeah. I thought she did a fantastic job at the Cellars. She did. Think she did. She did. She took it home. <laughs> she really did. I, I, I thought that the, the audience did not respond nearly as well to anyone else as they did to her. And, yeah. and yet she could shout, but she does it in a skillful way. There you go. Oh, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that she just she knows how to do it. See, now, <laughs> I think that's a good way. <laughs> that's, it. that's all you need. <laughs> do it. <laughs> what, I agree, well, I agree. I have a question now, Tanya. I found one. Okay, you found a question. All right, I found I'm a ready. Question. It was in my mind. Bob, okay. you know I'm a school, you know I'm a school teacher. Teach music all. The, you probably didn't know that, but I teach oh. music all the time. I, I'm music survey, history, and um, of course choirs and all of that stuff. So the biggest problem that I have with the young singers that are coming up now, and some of the the mid middle age ones, is that there has been a loss of either appreciation or knowledge of sight reading. Oh yeah, yeah. And how to and and the fact that we were forbidden to write a lot of stuff and then once we learned that we could write it uh once we learned how to write it we were writing a lot and then it seldom do they even know that that happened in our history could, could you speak on that a little bit on what's happened i mean most people just look at the hymnal and you know just look at it for i guess nostalgic reasons because they're not really looking at the notes um and they're hoping <laughs> before that you even tackle that bob that. just to piggyback on on logic because i i can't let them have too much spotlight i have to steal it i'm just playing that's, that's uh, you fine. know i look at movies like the five heartbeats or um you know uh why do fools fall in love whatever okay and you'll notice so many black, more black musicians, from trumpet players, bass, pl- bass players, guitar, a keyboardist. And now we really don't see that anymore. So I'm kind of piggybacking on logic uh, on the sight reading, but even just with even black musicianship. So, uh, you know, go ahead. What is your take well, on that? Well, you know, and, and that's why I think it's so great that, that you are teaching music because I think the loss of music programs in schools are, uh, are a major reason. I mean, if, if we look back at history... Uh, and it's one of the things I cover in my book is that uh, we often think of gospel music as a as a kind of a uh, a music that is sort of learned in the church and you sort of learn it by rote. But in fact, if you look at the Haley, uh, if you look at Roberta Martin, she was a trained musician. Uh, you look at Thomas Dorsey, he was a trained musician. There were so many uh, Theodore Fry trained musicians, a lot of them throughout the history. Um, and uh, they all went to the high schools that had grade schools and high schools that had music programs, were in bands, did plays. Uh, Roberta Martin with the Roberta Martin Singers. What people don't realize is that in the late 30s, she had they would do plays. I mean, they, they would do uh, musicals. So uh, there was a real strong sense of music education in the schools, and, and so people that sang uh, professionally came out of that. Um, and we've lost that. We really have lost a lot of that music education, and so. Students aren't growing up having that background where, you know, say I learned piano or I went, you know, and I sang in the choir. They don't have it anymore. It's not available. That's my take. Okay, so it, it's, a, it's also a question of availability is what you're saying. And, exactly. and education. Right. And education. I mean, Got it. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. hopefully people like uh, Marvin <laughs> out there doing the thing will uh, convince people to, uh, you know, Make sure that we com- kind of combat these things. I think, I mean, even as a, I'm in education too now, even though I majored in television and broadcasting, okay, but music opens up a portion of your brain, you know, the math, all of those things. It's just, it's just good for you, okay? Hey, so, Bob. people, let's learn to sight read. Because you notice, you notice, white churches, they, they be teaching to sight read. They be reading. <laughs> yeah, they be reading. Black churches. Okay, let me stop. Let me get some letters. All right. Bob, I'm, I'm bringing Tanya, Bob. I'm bringing Tanya a cantata, okay? I'm going to bring her If you just do it in, it's the music box right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're having a ball with my dear friend, Bob Maravich. He is a radio announcer, a music historian, and uh, author, too. He's got a book coming out. We're really excited about it. You can find out more about him at blackgospelblog.com. We're going to go to commercial, and then we're going to come back to Bob and talk to him about some closing thoughts. Guess what, y'all? If you have some questions... Please feel free. Call in 646-652-2106. Bob is, like, so nice, and he doesn't bite. He doesn't. He has teeth, but he doesn't bite. And uh, (laughs) I know that he would love to answer any questions that you all may have. All right? So 646-652-2106. Or you can also um, hit me up on text, those of you who have my 
cell phone number. No, I'm not about to give it out right now. But you <laughs> you can hit me up right here uh, on text or even in the chat room. All right, y'all. We're going to commercial break. We'll be right back with more. Keep it locked or else. And that's all I'm going to say is or else. Mom, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? In this tough economy, if you're a mom like I am, you are always looking for ways to stick to your budget, especially when it comes to making meals for the ones you love. That's why I was beside myself with joy when I found PoManMeals.com. Poman Meals specializes in orchestrating affordable yet creative alternatives to everyday eating. We all love food, and at Poman Meals, they showed me how to get more out of my meals without taking more out of my pocket. It's PoManMeals.com, where saving dollars makes sense. That's www.PoManMeals.com. Thanks, Mom. Dinner was delicious. Dimensions Entertainment is an innovative force that strives to be current and up-to-date with a variety of music, cultures, and styles. We deliver custom-fitting musical compositions, low prices, and publishing opportunities for the best intricate sounds, intimate services, and innovative expressions. Look no further. Follow us today on Facebook.com forward slash IDE04 or Twitter.com forward slash Indie04. For the best in publishing, songwriting, and production, we are Infinite Dimensions Entertainment. Hi, this is Bobby Jones, and you're listening to The Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis. That's right. You are listening to The Music Box right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, we're going to be airing the rebroadcast tomorrow. Friday at 3 p.m. on the GMAP Broadcast Network, so you guys make sure you tune into that. We're having a great time um, being historical. That's right. We're talking to music historian, gospel lover, writer, and radio announcer Bob Maravich. He's also, uh, you can find out more about him on the Black Gospel blog. He, he writes for that. Very informative to all my fellow peers out there, especially my music peers, whether you are an indie artist or a producer or a label Trust me, this is the place to go to keep up with the latest goings on in gospel gospel music. Shout out to Elder Troy Holt, who helped promote uh, tonight's show. Lisa Foster Wilson, who is also uh, an up-and-coming artist. Bob, she is a trained um, vocal teacher and majored in music, so she definitely knows how to sight read. Uh, But we've been learning some great things about gospel music and the civil rights movement. Uh, we've also been talking about Bob's new book. Bob, give us that information in your book one more again. Oh, sure. Um, it's uh, now it, it may not be out until Christmas time, but it's uh, it's called okay. "Shout Troubles Over: uh, the, the Birth of Gospel Music in Chicago." It's under contract to the University of Illinois Press, which means they can they you know they, they have to approve it, uh, but they, they can choose not to. In which case, I'll be shopping it elsewhere. But but I, I, I suspect they will, and and I hope to have it out by by Christmas. It's uh, uh, it, it's a very comprehensive history of the artists in Chicago who people know, and, and a number of them that maybe just the hardcore Chicagoans know, but that were very important to gospel for one reason or another. And, and I, when people ask me, say, what's the book about? I say it's really about freedom. It's really about wow. the migrants. You know, it's about the migrants who moved from the south to the north for a better life. And uh, as we talk about in the book, uh, they didn't necessarily find that better life in Chicago. Uh, and so in embracing the gospel community and the, 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 the religion that they had developed in the South, that really developed many centuries before that, um, became sort of uh, their, their, uh, their security blanket. It became their own freedom. And uh, the gospel community exists to this day, but it really, in many respects, came out of this original sense of feeling like strangers in a strange land where they were in the urban north where they weren't accepted mm-hmm. by the white people, they weren't necessarily accepted by uh, fellow black people, uh, and they, they felt uh, very much out, out, you know, out uh, on their own. 
Wow. Well, we can't wait till your book comes out. And, of course, we'll be talking about it here on the Music Box. As you all know, we're always talking about Black Gospel Blog, the Black Gospel Blog, right here on the Music Box every Thursday. You guys make sure you follow him on Twitter at Black Black Gospel Blog, okay? That's his Twitter handle, at Black Gospel Blog. Looks like we've got a uh, phone call that wants to chime on in. Erico 502, you're on the air right here tonight on the Music Box with your girl, Tanya Dallas Lewis, featured guest, none other than Bob Maravich. What is your comment or question? What's up, Tanya Dallas Lewis? My man. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Logic? What's going on, brother? You good? Man, I'm good, I'm a, man. I had three big reds today. I'm doing great. You know I'm up. You know I'm upset with you, right? Were you upset with me for a lot? I'm upset with you. What I do? I, I don't want to argue with you on the phone with Bob. I don't want to do it. Okay, well, That's I right. This is not the time or the place. Yeah, call <laughs> me later on my cricket, man. Call me later no, on my cricket. Don't you, call me on the AT and T because they're gonna turn that one off. Call me why, on the cricket. Why did you cut me out the oh. album? I ain't cut you. You the special <laughs> guest, man. You see, we were trying to, man, see, you blew, you Bob, blew it, logic. You, Bob, you see how black people do? You see how distracted we are? You see this? You see this? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Logic, we call me on my cricket, man. Together. Call I me on my cricket. I got you. I got to pay my bill tomorrow. Got you, got you. You know, man, that's my mama's name. But anyway, hey, Bob, how you doing, my friend? Good, how are you? How man, are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, down here in the Louisville, KY area, you know, oh, the yeah. greatest radio station ever, 1350 WLOU. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, Lord. that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know, I know. Well, but I, I was, uh, <laughs> now, let me go serious, Tanya. So I'm going serious on you, Tanya. Cause y'all was oh, okay, talking I'm ready, of, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, y'all was talking about earlier. Now, follow me, Logic, man, because you know I I'm need following. your help, man. I got you. You know how Tanya is. You yeah, were talking yeah. about earlier how... Uh, that how the song was like written on paper, but when people really sang it, you know, real gospel is like, you know, what comes out on the inside, and it may not be just like it is on paper. Right, 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 right. right and I right. was like, I just dropped my eight track, right, and I got oh, this song right. not in his wheel. That's the name mm. of the track. Now it sounds like this song called "Fault" by Tanya mm. Dallas Lewis. But because now, Bob, because what you said, because of the great gospel that's inside of me. Yes. Yeah, it it, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like fault, but it's not not. fault. I was wondering about if I send you my A track, can I get it played? Yeah. (laughs) I'll find an A track player somewhere. Wait wait a minute, no, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think you you want to say yes. Right here on the music Uh, box. You That's right. He, right. he said it. He said, he said yes. It. He said it. We yeah. got it. We got to record it. That's just right. Record Because <laughs> see what Bob, I'm gonna look you may out for you. Hear it first. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I'm gonna look out for you, Mr. Bob, because I know you might not have an eight track player. <laughs> well, when you get it and there's a piece of yellow duct tape on it, don't take it off. Keep that yellow duct tape on it and sit it on the table at a ninety degree angle and sit a sit a big red on top of it and it'll play. Oh, perfect. I, I, I think I can follow that instruction. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of instructions, but I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, Tanya Thank Dallas you. Lewis. Bob. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love you, girl. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> it's a music out. Bye, love. We are having a great time right here with Bob Maravich. He's a gospel music historian, and you probably can tell in his voice that he's not black, but he's black on the inside. I'm just playing. We are all precious in his sight. Email. Um, email. <laughs> I'm just, just going to make someone mad. So whether it's black people or white people, I'm just going to be myself, okay? Bob, we have a question for you coming out of the chat room. Yeah. Coming out of the chat, the chat room. room. Yeah. yeah. And it's from Sarah Hearn. She is a writer like yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, she wanted to, well, first I wanted to say her comment about when you were talking about um, the skill of singing gospel music. And if you're going to yell, it should not be, you know, we talked about all that already. Anyway, she had a great comment she said about Cece Winans. She says that's why Cece is so respected, because it's so obvious she's singing to and for him. And uh, she is uh, a big Cece Winans fan. Her question for you, Bob, is, what singer do you really feel started the explosion of gospel music? Who, who would you attribute that to, in your opinion? You know, in my opinion, I would have to say it was Mahalia Jackson because of her 1947 recording of Move On Up a Little Higher. Um, because that was really the first recording. Higher. Yeah, I mean, it, it sold 
more than a million copies. That's the jam. Um, it, wow. it was interestingly enough, it's a it's a Reverend Brewster song from Memphis, although he never got credit for it, but it's really one of his songs. Oh. Um but so you had that was nineteen forty seven and, and and I think that really started it. Right on the heels of that then was Shirley Got His Able by the Ward singers. And that <clears> was a big hit. So um but I would say, you know, if you're measuring I would say definitely Mahalia Jackson, the fact that she showed that, that gospel music could become uh, a major industry was through her. Now, now some may argue, well, uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp did that earlier, but um, but see, Sister Rosetta was sort of kind of doing gospel and kind of doing jazz and and that sort of thing, and and so she had some jazz songs, she had some gospel songs, but Mahalia's move on up a little higher. That was a game changer. It really was. Bob, wow. Now, you know, you know, me and Tanya went to the Thomas Dorsey convention um, that we was did. last year. We participated. We, we participated, and um, we <clears> wanted <throat> to know if um, the the Thomas Dorsey convention is in. First of all, it, it has to. I know it's in your book because you mentioned Thomas Dorsey. But um, how? What was the effect? The major effect of the Dorsey convention in the Chicago area? Well, it was. Uh, you know, it was a it was a major thing. I mean, first of all, uh, Thomas Dorsey himself didn't expect that it would be such a an event. Magnolia Lewis Butts, who was uh, one of the individuals who started the, the convention, was the one who kind of persuaded Dorsey and Theodore Fry that they ought to take what they were doing, and there were so many gospel choruses around the city that they thought, we really ought to create a choral union. So they created a choral union in 32 and then right. in 33 took it to the next level. And what the impact, I think the most important impact of the National Convention of Gospel Choirs and Choruses was it sort of the evangelistic character where they would go to Cincinnati or to Louisville or to St. Louis, or, you know, you know, Washington D.C., and teach choirs how to sing in the style that Dorsey and, and Fry had developed, and then of course sing Dorsey songs or Dorsey arrangements. Um, and Sally Martin, who was the, considered the mother of gospel music, she was uh, indefatigable about going around the country and teaching the style of singing and it goes back to what we're talking about a, a technique of singing dorsey was very much it, it right. made so much of importance to him that he made sure that um, when they did their conventions every year that there were classes and and mm-hmm. and, 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 and they have that to this day but yeah right. it was it was like the hub and everything kind of came out of out of that convention out of chicago well, we're talking about gospel music and its role in the civil rights movement. We were literally singing for our freedom, and uh, the songs of the civil rights movement kind of even tell the story uh, of civil rights. Um, you know, just, just the SNCC Freedom Singers. Of course, we talked about Mahalia Jackson. So many uh, wonderful songs, um, and a lot of those uh, were sung in church pews and on marches and everything else. Um, and again, freedom singing, that's really what it was about, you know, uh, sung with great conviction, Bob, um, and just, uh, we just wanted, what did they say in the movie, um, Amistad, the, the slave, he said, there you go, <laughs> like keep your plow on the, on your, no, what is it, keep your well, hand keep on, your on, hand the, on plow, the plow, and yeah, just a little out of mind, that was one wow. too. Do you um, remember uh, this may be my last time that song that the staple singer sang and, and I don't and, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't and you know, know. This may be the last time. I don't, I don't know. know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And a lot of us young people who sing those songs, we don't know where they come from. <laughs> we don't. No. We don't. I'm glad he just, Get on he just board. Me, that was the time the with Fannie Lou Hamer um and Robert Paris Moses. I mean, so many songs um, to document the civil rights movements. Of course, the Freedom Singers did a great job for uh, We Shall Overcome, and Bob talked about the history of that. Bob, we are just so excited that you were able to stop on by. You know, we're ahead of the time, one day before uh, Black History Month. How can people find out about you um, and get to know more about you? Well, uh, you can go to uh, blackgospelblog.com. And uh, that pretty much is the, uh, the the place where you can go and learn all about me. And, Tanya, I want to thank you for what you do. You bring a tremendous service to the gospel community. You keep Aww. doing what you're doing because uh, it's a great show, and, and what you're doing is uh, is invaluable to all of us. Oh, well, thank you, kind sir. You know that I'm a big fan of yours, and I your words, um, man, I don't worry. I, I've quoted you several times now. <laughs> but I hope you have a great night. Looking forward to your book. And, of course, Thank we'll you. have you back again before the end of the year, if that's okay with you. you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. 
Bob, you nice take care. Out with you, brother. Yeah, and then keep teaching music. Yeah, the world needs more music teachers. We, That's I, right. I sure Amen. will. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's the Music Box right here. It's 8.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we just had Bob Maravich in our studios, our virtual studios, and we talked about some pretty cool things, in, including uh, goth pop. If you want to know what that is, you'll have to listen to the archives. We also talked about Sally Martin. She's known as the mother of gospel music. We're going to talk more about her. I'm going to have to have them come back, because we're always talking about men and gospel music. Y'all seem to dominate gospel music um, as of late. Really, y'all do even sales wise. I'm tired of. It. I'm tired oh, of. Oh yeah, it, okay? yeah, that's true. That's true. I keep seeing all these that? concerts, and it's, it's all men. The Kingsmen tour. What the heck? What is that? <laughs> but that, but the, but you know, Fred is like 40 years in. How many years? Fred, Fred has been singing gospel music since he was what two? <sighs> His first single was when he was two. Yeah, I remember he was two on the front cover. I think he was two. You said old. two. You're going to get a yeah, beat down. Now you're going to get a letter from Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to read it on the air at that. It's a music box. We're so excited about you all being with us on tonight. I've got a little bit of new music for you. As you all know, I play indie artists here on the music box, but here is the requirement. The music Crime. must be radio ready, okay? Radio. It's got to sound good or else I ain't playing it. This one is just a little bit because uh, we've got some um, shout-outs to do, but this one's just a little bit from my girl, my sis, Trish Stanley. Logic is entitled Where You Are. We're going to take a quick listen. It's new music, right a new single. You guys can download it at all digital download stations near you. And we'll be right back in just about 30 seconds and uh, to do the darn thing. Of course, I'm talking about it's channel time. Here we go. I know we have a lot of indie artists out there. You know, the music industry is changing. But some of these artists, they send me music on Facebook, wanted me to listen, and I just have to be careful about what I say because some of it I just, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Lord Jesus. That's all I want to say. Lord Jesus. That's what you send them. You send them back, Lord Jesus. (laughs) And you let them, you them, uh, you know, interpret what that means. They might. They might. Whatever. I'm gonna start God sending them to. I'm gonna start sending them to Sarah Hearn at the. <laughs> right. Or send them Stop to Miss Wanda. Damn it! I'm gonna be like, Wanda she's damn gospel music. Y'all can send it to her. Miss <laughs> Wanda would be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh Lord, we've got to be excellent um, music peers, okay? So please, I, I, I'm just saying, logic. If they send it to me and ask my opinion, I always try to preface it, you know, because I'm not nobody, okay? But right. I, I am going to give you, you my honest somebody. opinion. You got a radio show. And I always encourage them to seek out, you know, uh, input from their peers and right. perhaps people, um, not just their peers, but people above them to give them, you know, just an honest uh, evaluation of it. They're probably not getting no honesty. You know, you know, it's, it's terrible. We just, we always clap for the gospel songs because they sing about Jesus Ew. and you don't want to make, nobody wants to nope. make Jesus mad. Shaniqua so be doing her solo and we be like, sing Shaniqua. Yeah, Shaniqua singing Amazing Grace in Z flat. And you better sing that song in Z flat. Get it, girl. <laughs> it's shallow time, it's shallow time. We're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shallow time, it's shallow time. Right here on the music box. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, we're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, right here on the music box. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, we're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, right here on the music box. Stop screaming at you. 
shout-out time. It's shout-out time. Shout-out to Broderick Purvis, that crazy thing. He's texting me talking about play his song. Not in my will. Or what is it? Not in your will? You know what, Purvis, if you send it to me, I surely will play it. Logic and I will be laughing. Well, no, Logic is loyal to you. So I'm, I'm, I'm on there. I'm on there. <laughs> I'm on there rapping. You on there? I'm on oh, the, on Lord. The you encourage him, and I'm just not sure that that's, um, uh, that's not godly. That's not godly? That's, that's, that's not godly, man. honey. It's 100 grand. The spirit is all through yeah. him when he drinks a big red. Uh, well, you know, he's talking about, um, you know, working on his health, and so he's going to put Big Red to the side um, for oh, some time. Oh, he's going to retire? He's going. He's doing the Ray Lewis? I don't think he's going to retire it. I just think he's going to focus on his health for a minute and just, you know, meet some goals. Yeah. Is that you or him? I think that's you saying that. I promise you, this was his Facebook post. It, it was. You know. <laughs> it's shout-out time right here on the Music Box. We had a great show. We're out of time tonight, but... Man, I'm tickled pink and green that you guys would hang out with your sis tonight and Liza, the teacher. You know, Clarence Avant, um, a music industry exec and historian and just somebody that you probably should know his name. He said this. He said, in the music industry, you come along and make your contribution, then it's someone else's turn. So I just want to just speak encouragement to all the gospel, uh, inspirational, independent artists out there. You know, make your mark and then move out the way. That's all I'm going to say. I want to shout out, of course, Lynn Peterson and Christine Digna Carter from the living room to my church family at New Hope. Um, all my third graders, I won't say the school, but all my third graders, um, my oh. children, even though one of them, uh, Logic, I can now see why uh, some animals eat their young. Mm-hmm, my mm. born, the blood we need of to Jesus. pray on him. We need to pray on him or her. <laughs> My beautiful chocolate husband. And then I'll see you guys tomorrow night in Bowie at New Beginnings Church. They're having their first Friday's uh, comedy cafe. Myself, Tom Lorem, and uh, comedian Mike Washington will be uh, on the scene there. So come on out. $10 in advance, $15 at the door. For more information, just go to my fan page on Facebook. Logic, turning it over to you. Awesome. I would like to shout out Billy Elliot. I would like to, uh, for him, you know, we get we get some work done. It's a new album coming. You'll have some new music. Um, uh, I would like to also shout out all of the new artists that have been hitting us back. This week we got another uh, artist that's been tackling back and forth with us. So we're, we're going to get some new exciting music, new exciting artists. And um, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Miss Wanda. I talked to Miss Wanda today. She's just so awesome. Tell Miss Wanda I said hello again. I, like I definitely will. She may even be listening in. Shout out to Sarah Hearn. She came and tuned in to tonight's show as well as Tia Unger member uh, Susan, Susie Q. Susie um, Q. You know, we were talking in the chat room about it just being awesome to have a show like this where you can learn the history about something that you're so passionate with, right. you're passionate about. I mean, how can you be serious about your craft logic when you're and not you familiar with history? And it's, it's beginnings. Absolutely. So I, she was I saying, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I just get so tired of having conversations with people that don't know nothing. <laughs> I like the way you say nothing. Sarah Hearn said, and no, I will not accept any crayon label CD <laughs> with <laughs> Nene, Nene and them talking in the background. <laughs> yes, talking Sarah, I agree. Playing. Excellence does get attention, but I still, I'm look, watch, Sarah. You think I'm playing. Somebody's going to send me a, to review something. I'm like, Sarah Hearn, here's, <laughs> here's her email. Yeah. Long All right, Sarah, I won't you. do that. I won't, I won't. Well, you guys, it's come to a close on tonight. We had a lot of fun, and we will see you guys next week. Uh, we have uh, motivator and speaker Kashana joining us next week. Um, oh. If you haven't heard these three words this week, hear them from we your We love list. you. We That's love right. you. We no, no, here's three words. Here's three words. We what? shall overcome. Shall Isn't that appropriate overcome. for today's that's show? Four, that's four words, Tanya. All we right. shall you overcome. Overcome is Here at the music word. box, we don't count. No, no, overcome is one word. I bet you ten, we, ten cents is one is word. Is it one word? We shall yes. overcome. That's right. Hush it on up. It, it is. is. Wow. It is. But no, seriously, so the, three, uh, the three word, word, the three, okay. Wait a minute. It's time for me to go to bed. I love you guys. <laughs> God bless you more. Shout out to my uncle, my uncle Alvin. 
Missed him this weekend, him and his beautiful wife, Patricia. I love you guys. Until next week, same time, same place. If you missed tonight's show, no worries, man. Just tune in tomorrow. I do such horrible Caribbean accents, but that's okay. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow on the GMAP Broadcast Network at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. And you can hear t- uh, tonight's show. And, again, this show was sponsored by the ITG Agency and God's Gifts Graphics. Logic, I love you. Kiss those love handsome, you, beautiful chocolate boards for me. I will. I got you. And um, don't kiss Dale for me. Just say what's up. All right? I appreciate that. All right. You are plum retarded. All right, you guys. Have a great night. I love you, and thank you for your support of the Music Box. Y'all take care. Peace. Peace. You sent your son, Lord, he made me, you gave the one, Lord, he made me, it was his blood, yes, it makes me, it was your touch, Lord, it makes me, it was your peace, Lord, it makes me, you're living in me, Lord, it makes me, can't understand how you make me, Lord, but I'm glad that you made me.